I'm gonna be oh, honest. Did I lose you? No, no. We just I'm just reveling it. We still got it, bro. Oh my god! I, like I was like technical difficulties. No, I was not prepared the, for that. The opposite of technical difficulties. Technical nailing it. Oh, and welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 68 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Have some ideas. Shoot us an email at mavsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, on the road again... Most awesome. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. That's a beautiful intro, just like your beautiful twinkly eyes. <laughs> and you know what? And even what? though you can't see me, yeah. I want you to know mm-hmm. I went through the routine as if you could see me. Okay. I was doing the I was oh, dabbing, yeah. I was pouring, I was doing the nice. email thing. <laughs> doing it all, man, because yeah. that's my rhythm too. That is, that is. What if right now I just need to kind of cut one together and it's just like cut to just a blank screen, but we can all kind of feel you there going through the motions. Like it's it's just like you're off in the wings, like about to come on for a WWF showdown. Exactly. Like I'm just I'm just charged up and ready to go. What's going on, man? Where are you at? What's the hats? I'm in I'm traveling for, for my second career. Okay. Um, not not a podcast career. I'm traveling for work, and I'm in uh, I'm in a little resort town in Illinois. Uh, we have some corporate leadership from my work here, and uh, getting together, getting a little uh, team building, a little learning action going on. Um, but you know what? That doesn't stop the podcast. It never stops the podcast. That does. We're here to talk to you. It does not. And so that's where I'm at. That's where I'm doing. And uh, you know, we're short. We're we're recording this on a little bit of a short week because you got to work too. And uh, and travel and all that good stuff. So, uh, you know, that's where we're at today, baby. Well, yeah, man, we're too deep in it now, so we ain't going to stop. Guys, we have a jammed, packed episode, 68. We're doing RIP. We're doing Game 5, Staying Alive. We're going to hit that MAB mm. inbox, doing the Neapolitan Showdown, Best Celebrity Hangs, and what those hangs are. And we're going to do the Brandana Gambling Corner. Oh, yeah, baby, it's Futures Time, NFL we're going to hit segment two of eight, the NFC East, and we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, your hour of power starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, Game 5, Staying Alive. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Oh, we're talking about that because uh, Monday night, the Game 5, which is really seemingly like five games in one, uh, the Golden State Warriors held on, heart of the champion. Uh, They had a big loss in in the game, though. They lost Kevin Durant. uh, uh, As as we're recording this now, it's uh, a torn Achilles ruptured Achilles and he's out for indefinitely probably for the next season even too um but they they held on they snuck out and uh and got it in the in the closing seconds the Golden State Warriors okay so I guess for uh let's look at the macro real fast as you know I love to do yeah uh just really from the top down is this is this one of the game for the ages are we overreacting or was this game like really incredible it was it was pretty incredible considering just I mean the the way that the the Warriors came out. I mean, they were on fire. They were hitting everything. But yet the the uh, the Raptors were just, they were holding in there. I mean, they weren't, they, they offensively, they weren't playing great. But you know what? When you looked at the end of the first quarter, they were only down, I think, by six. Yeah. And so it, it was kind of one of those things. It's like, oh, I can't, I can't believe it. And then they, the second quarter and the third quarter, they, they basically held serve. And then towards the latter part of that third quarter into the fourth quarter, the Raptors started to gain a ton of momentum, mm-hmm. and uh, and for for basically about three minutes left in the game, I think everyone collectively, myself included, thought it's over. the 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 era is over. The run is over, and Toronto is going to be the new champions. And uh, but no, but you know, Steph and and Clay had other thoughts about it, and and went on a nine zero run to close it out. Uh, they had a couple interesting 
sketchy calls on on the, on the last couple minutes, but ultimately they held on, uh, the Golden State Warriors, and uh, and we're heading back to the Oracle. Yeah, that's crazy. Golden State. Yeah, so it's uh, you know, dynasties. They all come to the end. We've talked about this. We know this one's going to yeah. come to an end. It's not going to be anything special. And it looked like you know, backs really up against the wall with not you know the old Golden State Warriors that we're used to that kind of can go on those fourteen point flurries like in a course mm-hmm. of like ninety seconds or anything. It didn't really look like they still had that in the tank. It looked like that was their weapon out of the bag. That just was going to be kind of the final straw that broke their back and ended this. And that's exactly what they tapped into. Yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable because you're right. They they were offensively kind of in, a, in in no man's land once they lost Durant, and uh, and then they they were just kind of holding serve. Then just that that time old question that we have, like if it's not going to be Clay or it's not going to be yeah. Steph, where are you going to get points from? Um, and it looked kind of bleak at the end. And then they, like I said, they went on that run and they just it was a I think it was a Steph three. No, it was a Steph three or Clay three, Steph three, Clay three, mm-hmm. and that was their nine zero run, and it was uh, it was pretty pretty unbelievable and pretty shocking. So, is this going to be enough to what happens in Game Six? Like looking ahead, like I know it'd be super exciting. It's like, oh, Game mm-hmm. Seven, like they're back. Like, are we still going to have? And that's what I feel like I haven't seen. And are we going to see it? Like, is there going to be one kind of just that Golden State runs away with it win? Yeah, I, I think everyone's been looking for it, right? And yeah. I think uh, this is a, this is going to be a, a whole nother game back against the wall game. The the bonus is is that they're playing at home, and I think I think that Warriors crowd is going to be just. I think they're going to have to reach another level. They realize this is the last game for them of the season, last home game of the season for them. So they're going to try and give every every boost, every bump. Obviously, the whole you know. Durant thing is now he's turned into this sympathetic hero, and I think that they're going to try and use that for for motivation. I was just gonna say that, brother. Like it kind of flips it, right? Like coming to this series, I'm just like, yeah, you know, like you know, this Golden State team wants to prove that you know, like they want two chips before he got here. Like it's about them; they know what they're doing. And now it's more of just like you know, we're gonna win this for him, like, and we want to get there. And I I could see that. Yeah, and they, and they want to do it because he did go out there and yeah. put his body and his in his career ostensibly on the line, and I think that that's where, you know, we saw it. I think more so than ever before is we saw it right then and there, and their emotion and their like the post game stuff. I mean, they were really you know Clay Thompson was moved by it. Uh, Bob Myers, the general manager, was in is in tears. Uh, Steve Kerr was, you know, pretty devastated by it. I mean, everyone top to bottom was really upset by that loss, by that injury of Kevin Durant, and understood what he was doing for their team. So I think that when you when you kind of add all that up and they look at it for Game Six, I think that that's going to be not that you need more motivation in the in the NBA, or not that you need it in a in a seven game series in the NBA Finals. But it's that it's those small little things that can help motivate or lock guys in or make guys focus because now it's less about what's going to happen in the summer and 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 now let's do this for our our dude like like let's go out and get this done for Kevin and really focus in on it or or focus in for ourselves and just you know see if we can get get it done in Game Six and go back there. Uh, for game seven yeah it's a lot different than that narrative we were hearing during the regular season and kind of even entering the playoffs where there there's kind of this fraction and just like Kevin Durant kind of not mixing I remember being slightly surprised just kind of seeing him which I shouldn't be because they're teammates but him and Steph Curry I think walked through the tunnel game two maybe or something just kind of like like Kevin like getting Steph excited and everything and and seeing that like it's it's nice to see that teammate angle of it okay like I want to dive into this I want to walk through this Achilles heels injury from like why it happened to where does it leave us now? Why was Kevin Durant out there on the floor for Game Five, and should he have been? And should he have been? Yeah. Oh, that's a that that that's the that that's the uh, what the two the the one hundred ninety hundred two hundred ten million dollar question. Yeah. I mean, whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever the max sure. deal is that he'll be available for it. I mean, that's that's the biggest question. So why was he out there? I mean, I think when they were forecasting this, and you and I, we, we talked about this before, we kind of said, like, I don't think that that injury, the way he went down and the way he was reacting is like, a, oh, it's a game-by-game game decision. Mm-hmm. It was a long, longer-term injury, and w- we all sensed it, and I think the goal was if they, could, if they needed him and he needed to get back, and it was like a game five or an elimination game, 
like game five was that they were that he was going to come and try try and come back now should he have been out there um i've heard you know kendrick kendrick perkins was on a, a podcast talking about the fact that you know just the the two two nights before for game four he wasn't even close to 50 percent uh mm-hmm. in terms of his health and a lot of people had a lot of speculation that he was, you know, that his his secret practices or his, you know, walkthroughs were were not good. Um, but then, you know, he had a couple extra days and he was going to gut it out. And I think ultimately, um, in these moments, in these situations, I, I don't think it's anything other than the athlete. I think it's, you know, I think it's Kevin Durant's decision. Um, I don't know if there's any external pressure. It certainly didn't seem like there's that much of a of a pressure uh from his teammates obviously the external pressure is from us in the media sitting there and speculating will he come back or all the narratives but i think internally i don't think he had that pressure from anyone it certainly didn't seem like in the press conference and ultimately he can you know he can he he's he's the 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 person that's going to make that decision for himself and uh, i think he chose to do it for himself and 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 bet on himself that'll be fine and it'll be healthy now the, the 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 question that I have is, is, and I think a lot of people had is, is why no minutes restriction? Why roll him out so so aggressively? And I even text on our text thread that I thought it was smart in a certain respect of Toronto to play him, you know, as up and physical and make him, you know, get out of his comfort zone and really push him because he might wear down. And then literally 30 seconds later, he blows his Achilles. Yeah, I was... It was. It kind of seemed like there's going to be minute restriction. I thought I heard of that, and I, and I don't even know. Like, was it like getting too hot? Was it because it didn't seem like you know that it was needed? Is it? And and I think I heard others talk about this also. It's just you can't really play at like half speed, seventy five percent. Like he, you know, he can't kind yeah. of like lay off of it. He's not going to, you know, if if he's out there playing, then he's going to go for it. And it seemed like he just got right in there. And you know, like let's remember. I think the big point of this is. Kevin Durant is a basketball player. Like he wants to play basketball, and when he got yep. out there and he was playing basketball, I mean that's what he was doing. And it's just, uh, I mean, it's a really yeah. unfortunate set of circumstances. Yeah, he wasn't thinking about his injury or how to protect himself in any way, shape, or form. Um, because I think a lot, I, I heard some of the things that maybe you're kind of alluding to, or other people are talking about, like they should have just put him in the corner and just use him as a spot up shooter, or, or just put him in in spots where he wouldn't have to you know, push off or make basketball moves, but like, he's going to have to do it. He's a basketball player. And when, and that, and that play that he got injured on is the perfect example of him just catching the ball, reacting, making a, a, a move and pushing off with his leg, not, not thinking of the repercussions or that it's injured or, or it's, you know, he could get hurt. And then, then, then that, then that's what happens. And then and it is Achilles tears. <sighs> so it'll be interesting too. Cause now the dynamic is, is, you know, well, what does this what does this lead to in the off season? Like, what does this lead to in yeah. the future of the NBA off season? Not only for Kevin Durant, but then the trickle down effect to the to the Knicks, to the yeah. to the Pelicans, to the Nets. I mean, a, a litany of teams just fall all all the way down through. What happens to this? You know, because he has a thirty or thirty one million dollar player option with Golden State. So he's ostensibly going to miss next season. He's going to miss, you know, 2019-2020 season. So does he take the cash and opt in and then look for another? Or does he, or does Golden State come to him and say, hey, we appreciate that you sacrificed your body for us, so we're going to make it good for you, and we're going to, we're going to offer you the max deal and, and know that we're going to recover, that you're going to you know, lose a season to recovery? Ugh, another bad blow for the Knicks. I don't I know. know. <laughs> It'll be, it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting how, and I guess we'll never know, but just how this changed the course of history. And I do want to say this, like, also, for, like, Kevin Durant. I mean, I mean, just for anybody that didn't like him or kind of, like, had a problem with Golden, him going to Golden State or whatever, I think this really swinged the pendulum back for him a little bit on just showing he's a fucking, like, gamer. and He wants to play and be yeah. out there. So there's leaving uh, no doubt. All right, real fast, brother. Um, how does this series finish off? Who you got? I'm still going to hold. I'm going to hold uh, Raptors in seven. Uh, I still think I, I. I just, you know, you got all the emotional swings of uh, of them going back to the Oracle and Golden State, 
Uh, I think that that might push them over the hump, but uh, ultimately they got to go, you know, they got to go win two, and that's going to be tough. Um, So I like Toronto. As close as they were last night, I like Toronto to pull it out at home, maybe in a, maybe unceremoniously, maybe like a blowout win if, uh, uh, you know, in uh, what is it, Jurassic, yeah, Jurassic, Park Jurassic World? Did D- D- Dino Dino Town out there? Dino Town, right? right. Team Barney Rubbleville, Rexosaurus <laughs> Plaza. <laughs> uh, all right, brother, let's jump into the inbox. Boom. It may be inbox. Um, will you get a problem with me? A high school boy got dumped by his girlfriend and asked Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster to prom. Juju agreed, and then they did matching velvet suits, pictures, dancing the whole nine yards. Tell me, what male local athlete would most awesome and brandana invite to their senior prom? Matching suits and all. Please consider what year it was when you graduated and uh, was Juju sober at the time. <laughs> um, so let's let's answer the easy one first. Was Juju so? I think you got to be sober <laughs> if you're yeah, doing this. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't I don't think you know a Juju who's probably like what 25, 24, 25. Probably th- somewhere in that range. Yeah, I don't think you can hang out with a seventeen year old and be like, hey, you you want to hit this flask? So right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. If it was probably like a don't ask, don't tell situation. <laughs> At best, it's just like if Juju did have some cocktails, hopefully he had them before. But uh, right. let's. I graduated 2000. I think you graduated in 98. If my math 97. Right. 96, 97. Yep. 96. It's not two years. This isn't the basketball season. You, you graduated. No, no, no. Well, that's, you graduated yeah, yeah, well, I graduated in 97, but it was a graduated calendar year of 1996 to 97. Right, right. I used it for my, for my information. All right. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, first off, also, real big shout out to Juju. Big, big likability points hey, going up. Uh, Huge. Can, we, can we say friend of the pot? I'm going front of the pod, absolutely. Official front of the pod. Let's get him on Official. here. Official. Hey, there up, you go. Juju. Hit us All up. right, Juju. Uh, so I did. I did three, and uh, I kind of. I kind of bent the local because I was like, yeah, I really yeah. wanted Me to too. think Me like, too. what was the? Yeah, the, the Alma, Kansas. You're just gonna be. You're gonna be hard pressed <laughs> finding that. Um, but but I went to a. I, I went the, and I ranked them in order, and I think I like this. I'm gonna go number one. Again, keep in mind it's. 96, 97. Well, well set, set, the t- set the table, brother. For those of uh, the listening to the pod, maybe we got new pod, a uh, new audience out there adding to Ooh. it. Uh, where, where are you? So we, we know it's 96, 97. Uh, where are you at? Yeah. So grew up in, in Michigan, just outside of Detroit. Uh, so, you know, young, most awesome, uh, you know, coming into his own plumage and everything. Uh, and, uh, you know, hey, this is my, my senior year. Uh, I took a, a lovely young lady to, to to prom. We had the matching, kind of like Juju and this dude. I yeah. had a hunter green Ma- uh, cummerbund. She had yeah. a nice, beautiful green dress. Uh, she, shout out, shout out, Stephanie. But but yeah, it was great. It was lots of fun. We got the limo, the the dinner, the whole nine yards. So nice. I grew up just outside that that uh, suburban area of Detroit. So I would go. So with I want to take this. One. I want to take this really fast before we get to it. Um, what was the situation like with with the parent? Did you did you rent a car? Did obviously they paid for your tux rental? Were you saving up money for this dinner? I mean, what kind of dinner was it? Red Lobster? Like that time you dropped like eighty seven dollars and it felt like a mind blower? Or oh right going? right right yeah oh shit you know what I don't even remember I remember um I think I pay I don't think I paid for much of this actually I think it paid for the limo we rented oh oh oh. Oh, I, oh! You mean I? Who's mean, footing the bill? Who's aware? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this? I'm fitting the bill. Is it yes. Mr. Four Stars? Yeah, yeah. But he's yeah he's co he's co co signing <laughs> this whole this whole thing. Yes, exactly. I mean, he's underwriting this whole project here. Um, yeah. So we got we 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 got the uh, we got the the limo that we rented. Right. Yeah, yeah. There was a big gaggle of us too. The limo that we rented. I do remember our limo driver was kind of like a weird like scuzzy dude because oh, sure. my my buddy and his like longtime girlfriend in the middle of prom went out to the thing, and the guy I think was kind of hinting around like. Hey, I'll buy you some beer. Maybe we can hang out. And to my buddy, I remember the, telling back, he's driver? like, "This guy's a scuzzball." Yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh my yeah, God. yeah, total scuzzball. But uh, we went to oh that, shit, that, we went- that price point makes sense though. You know, you, you get a limo driver for like sixty dollars for the night, and he's just like, "Hey, hey, does uh, your prom date have a friend?" And it's just like, yeah, you're, right, you're, right. you're thirty, man. These are like sixteen-year-old right. chicks. 
Right, right, exactly. Um, so yeah, so it was. Uh, oh shit, yeah, we paid for. I think I, I think we paid for dinner. I mean, we we went as friends. We were not romantically linked. Mm. Uh, and she was a sweet girl, and her parents were, were very sweet, and had the whole beautiful prom pictures and all that good stuff. Uh, you know, we went just went with a big group of our friends. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I mean, I think yeah, we. I think I paid for. It. I think it was chivalrous. I think all right, it was. All right, who's uh, who's oh, you're taking athletes now. Who you got? All right, now I'm taking athletes. So I'm I'm calling out now. I'm thinking uh, outside the box. My number one. I think it'd be good time. I think it'd be party. I think it'd be wild mm-hmm. to be there. I'm going Dennis Rodman, 1996, <laughs> 97. Oh, wow. He was in Detroit at the yeah. time, but now he's with the with the Bulls. I think of all the athletes, like I think he'd do it too. I, I'm sure. I'm sure he'd do it now. That's, actually, that's a that's a good that's a good way. Well, he'd definitely do it now. That's a yeah. good way on it. Just like would the athlete do? Because it's also I, I think back then, like athletes were a little bit more. You couldn't approach him as directly as you can about like just sending a tweet now, which is which yeah. is a love about this juju thing. But right. yeah, yeah, I think I think Rodman would be game. Yeah, if if there was a world where I had like connections to Rodman and all these athletes, and I could get them that invite, I think he pulls the trigger and says yes, and yeah. I think we go nuts. I think we go ham. And and is there drinking going on with me and Dennis? A thousand percent, yes. Oh yeah, a hundred percent and more and more. All right, you're sneaking a little Neapolitan showdown, but I want to hear the countdown. What do you got? Your oh, number okay, two, okay. brother. Number two, number two. I went because I think it'll be fun. He just. Uh, Late '97, he went into Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about John Daly. What a great hang oh, would John wow. Daly be? Smoking oh. butts, drinking beers, Man, telling little crazy golf stories. Daly's a little bit on even as a kid, and it's just like what you're you know you're 16, 17. Daly's like late 30s, and you're just like, man, don't get us kicked out of this shit. Like, yeah. You're gonna pull them aside. <laughs> He's a little like, too rogue to like kind of yeah. control that. It's just man, you're like chill. It's not that kind of party. Like you're yeah. just like Be taking like, his John shirt Daly, off. Mr. Like, Schuster's chill. looking at us. Chill, bro. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah, and you then uh, cannot and then bring my... a handle of vodka in here, sir. No, <laughs> I don't care. Like I know you could hit a golf ball off the DJ turntable. Where this not that kind of party. Right. Exactly. How do you get clubs in here? Relax. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, and then my third and final, I went with uh, local Red Wings. This player, Darren McCarty, uh, he was a forward for the Red Wings during the championship uh, years. They called the grinder line, him and Kirk Maltby. Uh, these guys were rough, tumble, liked smoking cigarettes, uh, drinking beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he's, he's, uh, I think he's like campaigning for legalization of, can- uh, of weed, of cannabis. So yeah, I know this, he likes to party. Yeah, this he, all, he'd take me up. This is all super consistent. I like how you, uh, you dipped into the, you want to bring a rager there, like you're looking. Yeah. You're looking to be the guy that's just like where we partying like most awesome. It's just like, well, John Daly says he can get us like a hotel floor at the Marriott, so we're all going right. there. <laughs> like you, you just want to dominate the after party. It's just it, like, yes, I know exactly. Get us booze. Be like, we rented out the entire red w- roof inn. Like it is going <laughs> on, it, man. It's ours. Let's find a bulldozer and see what can happen. Hashtag callback. It may be sports podcast. Uh, I went with my boy, Randy Moss. Ooh, straight cash, homie. Straight prom, homie. So, so yeah, I, I did. I did. Uh, I broke off a little bit from the local. Uh, I was a huge Vikings fan in sure. high school, obviously. Sure. Uh, I think he's just coming off that loss to the Atlanta Falcons in that tough NFC championship game with the missed field goal. I think he's ready mm. to throw down. He doesn't mind the limelight. Let's remember a little bit in the mid 2000s or I don't know what that means anymore. 2010 ish when he was just like, uh, I, I could probably go play for the heat for a couple of years. So he just like, he's not afraid of the microphone. I, I think, I think he'd be game for this. Sure. 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 Yeah. I like it. Right. I like it a lot. Right. Going Moss. Let's get Randy on the pod. Going. You I love some Randy Moss. I do. You know, what's funny is like not to bring it back full circle, but the only podcast where we talk about hitting a person with your car, oh, <laughs> which yeah. is something Randy Moss is actually, actually done. Uh-oh. Uh, We'd have to ask him not to do that. Uh, all right. Next email out of the gate. We're doing um, Fuck You, Joe Boo. Uh, in Major League, the owner <laughs> wants to move the Cleveland Indians franchise to Miami. What if uh, Coach Lou Brown didn't get the tribe going and she got her wish to move the team? Would have all been worth it. 
24 of the 28 years in its existence, Miami has been in the bottom half of fan attendance, averaging 1.5 million fans per year. They won two World Series and is currently the least valuable franchise in baseball. Meanwhile, Cleveland has averaged about 2.5 million more fans per year, but they do suck. Uh, never mind. Uh, and, and it has, is has, Cleveland. And it is Cleveland. It has off to that emailer. Some, there are some stats. I like when our yeah. I like like when, when our nomads really bring the stats to the game. Um, right, dig it deep. All right here. So I actually I I had this Florida thing for the Neapolitan showdown. I, I think we're going to talk about from uh, maybe a couple podcasts from now. But I know we we're talking about it. It's a, I want to say that is it a Florida thing? So my take is like it would not be worth it, Florida. I look at the average NFL attendance for our three Florida football teams. We have Jacksonville Jaguars at 17th, Miami Dolphins at 20th, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 30th. Is Ooh. there a problem with fandom in Florida? Ooh, this is a great question because even during, as we talked earlier, with the run with the Miami Heat and that mega team, the big knock on is, is everyone showed up like midway through the second quarter. Yeah. Like no one was raging out. No, there was no Jurassic Park in Miami. Everyone was at the club, the beach, or somewhere else. It is a little bit about the same way that LA kind of kind of really only gets on board if you're a champion. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah if, there's a little bit. If you, a, if you don't win, you don't you don't get you get a lot of pub. Yeah, there's just there's a lot of shit going on apparently. So I mean, obviously, like I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go down to I don't think obviously Miami is the is the answer. And if we look at uh, the owners of the Marlins from 2002 to 2017, uh, spinning around 20 mil on just kind of the payroll for the roster when the league medium was 80 million. So yeah. there was just like, so it went through like this whole kind of dark period where it was, you know, just kind of a cash grab. And I think he, you know, he got the franchise super cheap, sold it super expensive. And then what's funny is like, as soon as like the Jeter group or whoever comes in, like they move their most valuable asset, like in stand. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is that that's historically what they've done. I mean, because I even think – I think that there's been th – since the actual – like that the 97 season for the Florida Marlins, I think there's been three o owners. There's been Heisinga, the the blockbuster guy, the Jeter group, and there was one more in between there. I'm pretty sure there's been at least three owners of that franchise in between there. Yeah. Uh, and, and even when 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 you said that e – when, when we read that email and it was like they won two World Series, I was like – Holy fuck, did the Marlins <laughs> win two World Series? Like, where yeah. was I? It, it literally took me a minute to look at it. And that 97 uh, World Series win, ironically, came against the Cleveland Indians. Oh. And that was actually, that was a great, that was a great World Series in 97, too. Who was that pitcher? Who was that? Oh, uh, was 97 oh. the, yeah, that was the pitcher, right? The pitcher was that, like, the strike zone got called in question a little bit. The well and well the the pitcher was Jose Mesa for the Indians yeah. who blew oh, no. who blew the save they they were basically uh, up one run he blew the save which would have given Cleveland's basically would have broken all the curse this would have been an interesting subplot right because so ninety seven happens Cleveland gets off the Schneid as a city as this like black hole of misfortune what does that do then to to LeBron's legacy and LeBron's decision to come back to Cleveland. This is a great like what happens what if moment because it is is it like now this like monumental thing mm. that he came back and bring brings a championship to the 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 championship less Cleveland or does 97 does Jose Mesa not fuck up and cost some game 7 ultimately bringing that championship back to Cleveland. That's good. That's good. That's good. I, I think, I honestly think like athletes don't give a shit outside their own, like arena sport. Like I think it's, it's enough for LeBron James to will himself to also being a product of Cleveland. Even if like the Cleveland right. Indians were like won five world series in a row, be like, Oh, they need a basketball title. I'm the guy to bring it to them. Sure. 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 I, I, it, I, there could have been that, but, it, but it's, no, but it's, the, it's the LeBron no, it's Cleveland title is like magnified. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. By the entire city. The other thing I thought too when I was looking at that is is that it actually kind of Jose Mesa also screwed up for Chad OJ, the pitcher. He won two games in that World Series, had also two hits for two runs batted in. Probably yeah. would have gone down as the World Series MVP if I'm looking at it and all the other stats that's out there. Mm. Cleveland loses Chad OJ out of the league next year. Mm. Mm. 
Could have hung on. Could have hung on. Squeeze well, out a few more million bucks. Okay, so I, I think we need to do like an MAB like court case about this or anything. But I will. <laughs> I, I think we both agree that it's just like no, no, no need to move the franchise to moving any franchise to Florida. Uh, a bad idea. So we're gonna put Florida right up there with Philadelphia. Philadelphia Ooh. though can produce champions, but Florida just avoid if you're a sports town. Yes. All right, brother. Well, it's high noon. Bring us to that jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. All right, Neapolitan Showdown. Started out as ranks of fucking ice cream flavors, turned into the game seven of podcasts. That's right, we're doing best. <laughs> I said podcast. Really weird. Podcast. Uh, podcast. Best celebrity hangs, and uh, most awesome had this little addition, which I liked. And what that hang is that made this yes, all sir. all the better. Because I, when I first was doing this list before you suggested that it was going to be me drinking with a bunch of different people. Now drinking does show up on this list. But it yes, wasn't kind of the. It does for me. It wasn't the default kind of torchbearer that it naturally was going to be. Right, right, yeah. I try to find. I try to figure out other ways to get uh, inebriation involved in our activities. Nice. So that that's what I did, and I also I'm gonna I'm gonna tip my tip my map a little bit here, or tip Ooh. my hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not put any ladies on there, not because I don't like to hang out with ladies, but because purely because I. I was worried about the potential sexual tension that would happen once, you know, we were hanging out and buddy buddies. And then, you know, they catch a glimpse of your boy most awesome. I start dropping some college stats on him and things like that. And you know how that goes. B. Yeah, you know, how absolutely. It is. So, most awesome. So my once again, protecting ladies from themselves. <laughs> Right, right. Thanks, brother. That's big of you. Right. So, yeah, the Margot Robbie's and Emily Blunt sure. and Emma Stone's, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, I just sorry felt, that, yeah, I felt like I'd be super transparent. I'm just like, you know, I want to hang out with Margot Robbie and just, you know, day drink. And I'm just like, I bet right. you do, Brandana. <laughs> right. I bet you do. Right. All right, brother. Uh, you are on the road. That makes you the road team. I am at home. That makes me the home team. You are up to bat first. Ooh, okay, all right, I like it. So I'm going with my number three. I like this gentleman. Um, I think he, I think we would have a lot to talk about, and I'm talking about Joe Rogan. Mm. So here's what I, we'd have a whole day planned, right? So we'd probably <laughs> sure. go to his. Yeah. We, we'd we'd probably go to his podcast Empire. We'd see how it's done. I'd show him. I'd share a little bit about Map Studios Midwest. You know, <laughs> we, we have a little yeah. little brain sesh, show little brain sessions. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's a big outdoors guy. He likes to go for hikes, likes to go for a dog walk. We'll probably go for a dog walk. Uh, probably talk about a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of different interests. And then probably we'd, you know, we, we'd expand our minds, do a little DMT. Oh, was that right? Depri- deprivation tank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I'm, going, I'm going for the full Joe Rogan experience. I don't know if you know this or not. But I think he would be a fun, entertaining Hank because he's a comedian. But he's his mind. He's got a lot of deep information in there. If you ever get a, if you ever get a scant three hours to listen to his podcast, um, yeah. you want to talk about the hour of power, keep it a tight. It's not there with Joe Rogan. Yeah, he's doesn't got play three by hours the rules. Power. Yeah, but he's he's no. that. Maybe, maybe we can ask him how to get a little slack to have that three hours. All right, that's uh, three hours. That's 180 minutes. Scores 180 to zero. Ooh. Uh, coming out of the gate. All right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to watch some NFL Sunday football. And like I'm going to do that with The Rock. That's right. I like me some Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And it's always a bonus point if you can somehow connect something to ballers. So I'm going to take plus one out of the gate. <laughs> Add that to the score right there. It's just I, I think we hit this twice, right? We hit so we hit uh, just sports fan in general. Like way back in the yeah, day when this was like kind of a rich new segment and it wasn't running dry. Like I, was, I think I think we did. Uh, I think it was celebrity bromances, and actually, The Rock was my number two. Mm. We had it for we had it for uh, with with Miss mm. Erica, yeah, uh, first lady of uh, or, or one of the ladies of uh, Nomabbers out there, and uh, he was my number two. I remember I that. I remember that. that. Yeah, yeah. I could tell. I could feel the vibe. I can't see you on the screen. I could tell. It's just like he's trying to say something. What is it? What's he throwing yes. back in my face? Because I knew it wasn't going to be a compliment. <laughs> Uh, but we did also – so we hit last week also what makes celebrity fans annoying, and it's kind of like making it about them. I just pictured he'd sit there. He'd have his – I'm going to 
picture him as like a tequila Ricky drinker. Look at that. Yeah, he likes tequila. Yep. Yeah. Official. Well, I think tequila Paloma is the official drink of the movie. That's the official. Podcast. Yes, it is. It is. Maybe Seattle needs to do that. So, yeah, just there. And I think you'd watch the game. He had a little insight being a player from the U himself. And I just think we had a good yeah. time. Oh, and the big thing yeah. um, for that is also, yeah, you want somebody that knows facts but not know too many facts. And I just I think he played it. Play it chill. Yeah, he, and, and, and he, got, he would have a lot of stories. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like exactly. he'd have a lot of stories to come out. Like real insight. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like it. I like it. That's some bullshit repeating some fact here. Okay. Uh, the Rock stands at probably 280 of chiseled granite, plus my one bonus point for circling it back. For ballers, that's 281 to 180. Ooh. All right. I got to dig deep here. Yes, you do. But I'm liking, I'm liking my number two. Okay. I'm liking where my number oh, two great is. To hear. He's yeah. That sounded that sounded uh, patronizing. <laughs> um, so my number two, he's actually showed up on one of our lists. I think he showed up on your list. And so now we're trading tit for tat. This is uh, this is actually I think with our celebrity fandom. I'm going with my 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 my, my dude Snoop D O Double G. Mm. We will be hanging out at his home studio, um, doing what he does, smoking some weed. Uh, I think I think <laughs> all these so far sound like a bunch of excuses for you to do drugs. Like you're I, exactly, gonna do DMT, right. DMT yeah, with exactly. Rogan, you're smoking <laughs> weed with Snoop Dogg. Like, but if you're gonna do DMT with anybody, it would be Joe Rogan, and if you're gonna smoke weed with anybody, sure, it'd be Snoop Dogg, yeah. right? I mean, that's that's the full experience, and I want that experience. I also want us to go in into his home studio because I want to hear some of the tracks. Yeah, I want to hear some of the beats, and you know what? I might feel a little funky Ooh. myself and try and drop. I think he could co- he could get it out of me. I think I could drop some bars uh, under the influence of Snoop Dogg and his weed. Yeah. And he'd call me cu- he call me cuz like all day. I'd be I mean I'd be, you know, I'd be the like the the mascot of the of the studio. It'd be awesome. Um okay. Um uh, okay. See, <laughs> all right. I guess, I'm like, just, uh, sure. I'm great. just super surprised. I <laughs> just like, all right. There's a little little side of most awesome to know. Okay, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna say you smoke a little weed with Snoop Dogg, and then you have like four four uh, Carl's Jr.'s cheeseburgers. That's gonna sit at 800 <laughs> calories. So I'm gonna give you the 800 on that, bringing it to 980. All right. Ooh. All right. My number two is I'm doing um. Do a little pickup basketball with Obama, former President Obama. That's right. So okay. I wanted I wanted to get on the basketball court with somebody. So it was just sure. like somebody that kind of knew that basketball. So I was just like, all right. So what's fun about playing basketball? It's the great equalizer. Uh, you know, I kind of thought about Adam Sandler when somebody that no no offense to his hoop, but just maybe somebody that has like a little bit more game that might be a little bit more of a challenge. And then I thought about kind of the smack talk that could happen with Obama, like. Um, like I like I don't play him one on one or anything, but I do would like like just kind of pick up. Maybe like he comes after me and he's just like you know here comes the commander and crossover or something. Or like like I hit like just kind of a fifteen footer. Oh, I hit a fifteen footer in his face and I just whisper, "Yes, we can." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, I like it. Yes, but here's the thing: you, you pretty much are you, you have to lose, right? You have to lose to Obama. I well, mean, I, is... I think I, I think if he was still the president, but I think that's what I like about right now is that um, I don't have to. You could give it to him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. I can take it. Yeah, I could, I could win. Like you don't, you don't have to worry about dropping like a, a twenty footer game winner on him, and then have to worry about getting audited yeah. next year, right? Like <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. that, like that's where you're at. Okay, exactly. Yeah. I think uh, that. All right, all right, that's good. I mean, leader of the free world, former leader of the free world versus uh, uh, leader of the (laughs) right, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing is you could you could play you could put some stakes in it like hey like for a a ride on uh, you know oh I guess he doesn't get access to Air Force One anymore but you can find something else. We'll figure it out. We'll figure. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Forty fourth prez. I'm gonna take forty four points for that. So that puts me up at three twenty. Five to your nine eighty. Ooh, I'm in trouble. In trouble. You have to dig deep. I do have to dig deep. I will dig deep. I'll dig deep. All right. Do you want to try? Do you want to take a stab at my number one, or or I'm, I've got you shook now? Man, You're looking maybe someone who did crystal meth or something. <laughs> I just like was say I was like, well, I know it's fucking drug related. So who's <laughs> just like who openly has a blast with like dude? Um, it's a 
very hang that you want to nope taking me too long who you got all right i you actually mentioned him earlier i'm gonna go with adam sandler now, oh, we're not gonna shit. do any we're not gonna do any drugs we're not gonna play any hoop but i'm gonna hang out with them we're gonna go to the comedy store Ooh. i'll probably have a drink or two there sure. but he's gonna take me we're gonna go around we're gonna shoot the shit bs with a lot of a lot of comedy store folk his his brethren the rob schneiders the david spades yeah and i, I just want to get in there and, and hear like you were talking about with uh with ballers and our main man the rock there get mm-hmm. some inside skinny into the the comedy world the saturday night live and all that stuff and just to hear those stories to be around it that would be a truly like eventful hang plus if i'm hanging around long enough there's a probably like a 98 percent chance he puts me in his next film and like some way, shape, or form, like just saying like some off, off you know camera line, like oh it's not my cheeseburger or something like very Adam Sandler, you know. Yep. Like I think that that would be his mode right there. So I'm gonna a thousand percent have to do that, and so I'm gonna give you, I like it, and I think you are your logic is sound on getting in the next movie, and I think it is exactly a ninety eight percent chance. So I will give you ninety eight points for that ninety eight chance. So that Boom. puts you at one thousand seventy eight. 325, I'm in trouble. I love my list. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, my last one, I'm going to go day drinking with Vince Vaughn. Okay, so here's Ooh, my thing. Oh, that's a good one. Day drinking, it's an art. So if you're drinking at night, like nighttime drinking is just like you're either waiting for other people to get there or maybe there's a sporting game on, you guys are playing pool or there's a crowd of people or people coming in. There's a crowd. Like day drinking, it's just you and the conversation with your fellow day drinker. So if somebody yeah. that can't handle it or is just like not a good hang, which is what this Neapolitan showdown is about, good hang, is you get yourself in trouble. But Vince Vaughn obviously shows Bill Billy to rant to grab a subject to kind of run it down the rabbit hole. Uh, that's my hang. I like it. I, I You and I are big fans of, of the Vince Vaughn. Um, he would be a great hang. Although, has he is he... Is he abstaining from drinking now? Is that or is he still drinking? Ooh. I don't know. Mm. I don't know about that. But anyways, either way, if not, I'm sure he wouldn't mind if you threw a couple pops back, which is okay. So yeah. he's not gonna judge. Uh. He's not gonna judge. I like it though. Um, he's a good Chicago. He's a, and he's a salt of the earth guy too. And, and that's the same thing. Like that's what the same thing with with Adam Sandler is. Is like I, for as much of the celebrity that they are, I don't think that he you know, puts himself in that celebrity category, which would make for a great hang either way. My hang would be better, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that was close. You know what? You're right, brother. I was going to give myself the win, but I got a minus 6.4. That is the alcohol content of my favorite IPAs for my insensitivity on maybe Vince Vaughn doesn't want to go to a fucking bar. (laughs) All right, that win goes to most awesome. Well done, sir. Um, Thank you. Up against it as we always are. Let's get to the gambling corner. Bring us to the jam. doing the NFC East. I got my papers this year. We're doing a little differently. I have put together my prediction on what the over-under stand at, and you're going to let me know what they are. Sure, 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 sure. So let's start with the first team in the NFC East. In no particular order. And no particular order that I want to talk about. Sure. Not the first team, just the one that I want to talk about. Great. Let's talk about the Washington Redskins. Where do you think they're coming in at? Washington Redskins, I have at six and a half. You, sir, are correct. The line is exactly <laughs> six and a half. Nailing it. Oh, okay. So here's what I had coming out of the gate. So I think this was a tricky one. So, uh, you know, there's a little bit... Um, it's not a quarterback controversy. I mean, there's going to be a quarterback contest. Like, how often right. does your boy from – what's the name of that school? What's that school called? Ohio, Ohio something or other. Oh, yeah, man, you trailed off there. Maybe it's the connection. Yep. Maybe you're in a hotel. Yep. Uh-oh, uh-oh, the walls are closing in. <laughs> so it's a little bit about that wild card, right? It's like some of these young quarterbacks come in and just, like, totally reshape an offense. There's not a lot of film on them. I think Washington has some young offensive weapons that could be interesting and fun to watch. So it's hard. It's hard to really know these. I think this could be a little low, or it could be right on the money. If I went anywhere, I'd go a little high. 
I'd go over, but really, I I would. I think you know I I think there's a couple of teams that might be a little overrated in this division, and they also so just running down their schedule real fast. I mean, I see an at Giants game, which is winnable. I see it at. Dolphins game, which is winnable. I see Buffalo. And then we have like a little stretch that's, you know, a New York and Detroit at home and at Carolina. No offense, bro. Uh, at yeah, Carolina, yeah. Carolina could be anywhere on the map by then and then finishing up with the Giants. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, it'd be tough. It'd be tough to put together seven. But I, I these are one of, you know, sometimes most awesome I get those little guys I root for, those little engines that could in my life. And it's just the Redskins <laughs> are that for me this year. Really, that's interesting. So I, I'm, I'm totally on the other side of it because I think um, while they have some, they, they have Dwayne Haskins is a quarterback from Ohio. You fill out the rest, um, and obviously Alex Smith isn't walking through that door anytime soon, maybe if ever. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I worry about his ability to, to, to lead that team right away. Does that mean that Colt McCoy is going to take over um, and lead that John or Jay Gruden led offense? And then they're, they're going to rely on a lot of offensive players that are rookies or second year guys Darius Geis the running back from Louis, uh, Louis uh, LSU excuse me um, he's coming back after a torn ACL they've got AP back they've got uh, Terry McLaurin another kid from Ohio you fill out the rest uh, and they lost some guys they lost some linebackers that injury let's not forget that injury for Reuben Foster who's going to be their starting inside linebacker in their 3-4 defense uh, that's a big loss for them because they're very thin at the inside linebacker. They lost Zach Smith. They also lost an addresser in Preston Smith. They backfilled that with Montez uh, Sweat. But it, it, for me, it's the, the first part of that the, their schedule, not the last part of the schedule that's most concerning to me. It's a, they kick off the season at Philadelphia. They're home against Dallas. They're mm-hmm. home against Chicago. Uh, and then they are at New York Giants and then home against the Pats. Pats yeah. I mean, you, you you potentially could be starting off one and four in that series, right? If you if you think that maybe they beat the Giants. Yeah, that's what I, I... Yeah, you're you right. Yeah, and, the, and then And that's a tough start. And then you got... And you're away at the Dolphins. I think that's a win. Then you got 49ers at home, at Minnesota, at Buffalo. I mean, you could be sitting at two and... What is that? Two and nine? Yeah. Two and eight to start the season? I mean, that's... that, And then you're coming on the bye week, and then what are they doing? Is, is Jay Gruden on the hot seat? Because yeah. they went... You know, I mean, it's just... It totally disrupts everything. Um, I I like the under on this. Yeah, I need you to I need you to stop screaming at me. I need to say that okay. out of the gate. I say you just get out from underneath your roof, away from the family, and you just start treating me like a piece of shit. And I won't have it's it. It's all that... It's all that DMT that I'm on, all the hallucinogens. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right, brother. When I went down through the schedule, like I circled everything, and I think I ended up with, uh, well, I, I ended up with five and a half, and that's still kind of low. I don't think uh, we'll talk about it a little bit closer when we get to another team, just how low these lines get. Seemed a little low, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely marking it as stay away. But if anything, like I, I'm, my eyes on this Redskins team. I really looking forward to that Philadelphia at Washington game. It comes up kind of later Ooh. in the year. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well, we'll we'll turn that over to the next team in the division who yeah. we just were talking about. We're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. Where you, where you got them sitting at, B? The fly Eagles fly. I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say it's too high. I'm gonna say nine and a half. You're very close. It's ten. I fucking knew it. Yeah. Um. I'm going under on this, and I just see kind of a regression to continue. I don't know. I don't know why. Like I didn't, I didn't love them last year, and I, I, right. I, I don't like. I just don't. I just don't feel that, that kind of, that gel, that synergy that they had two years ago on their Super Bowl one. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well, it's it's the the clear Super Bowl hangover yeah. uh, that 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 follows every Super Bowl winner. They just kind of muddle through and. You know, maybe go 500, maybe miss the playoffs. I mean, there's if I don't know the stat off the top of my head, so everyone drink, but it is out there. There is a legit Super Bowl hangover, and and the Eagles had it last year. And then if you mix in the fact that you know Wentz was hurt, wasn't going to come back for the beginning of the season, Foles played, he didn't play with that, you know, that big stick Nick energy that he had in the Super Bowl run. And then you know, then then Wentz gets hurt in like what game eleven with the with the spinal fracture or like a vertebrae fracture. Yeah. Um. So so this is a this is a ten win, 
over under that I think if like if I was to bet if if I could if you could guarantee me that Wentz was going to stay healthy through the year, I would feel a lot more confident in, in hitting that over. But because there is no guarantee and there is no certainty, um, I, I I can't I I would this for me would be a stay away. But I think if everything shook out right, I think that they would go over on that ten wins because I just I like the start of their we talked about the start of the Redskins. I like the start of their season uh, you know home yeah. against Washington on the road against Atlanta home against Detroit on the road against Green Bay home against the Jets then you got Vikes Dallas Buffalo on the road so that could be a little dicey and then home against Chicago uh, but they finish out with you know Seattle Dolphins the Giants Washington Dallas New York Giants again um, I, I think that there's enough wins in there to scratch 11 and 5, you know, maybe 10 and 6, but I wouldn't say with it cuz I can't I can't guarantee that 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 Wentz will be there for that whole season. And then it gets way worse because Big Dick Nick isn't there anymore. He's yep. down in Jacksonville. So that's scary to me. So go ahead and uh I want you to mark this up. Are you still keeping track this year, bro? Yep, yep, absolutely. Great. Uh, so mark me up for the under on this and mark it in fucking permanent marker. Ooh, I really wish the word on there. Put it on record. Really wish Mark wasn't in the word marker, but you know what? You can't help it. Uh, okay, so yeah, I understand with what you're saying, but there is not an insane world where Atlanta's good this year, so they lose to Atlanta, they lose at Green Bay, they lose at Minnesota, they lose at Dallas, they lose hosting the Bears, they lose to the Patriots, they lose hosting the Seahawks. These are all lose games, and that puts them at a nine and seven. And those aren't crazy Nine losses. No, no, no. There's um, yeah. I mean, you could you could argue the Vikes the Vikes game and the Seattle game, but it, it you know it makes it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I know, I know. Little 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 things, little things. Little things. These are one. This this to me just seems an opportunity. It seems really hard to get to fucking eleven. So I'm thinking worst case scenario, I'm taking that push at ten. All right, next team, brother. There you go. Let's go to Jerry World, Dallas. What do you got for the Cowboys? Dallas was a little tricky. I teetered back and forth a little bit based on Zeke, a little bit based on the division where I had everybody else, and I finally landed on... And I'm going back and forth now. I'm going to say eight and a half. Ooh, you're you're so close. Fuck, it was eight. Oh, it's nine? No, it's nine. It's nine. All right. Sin at nine. Um, you know, for me, I've, I I went back and forth on this. I think they, they got the Jets, the, the Redskins, and Dolphins right in the first three games. So that's a good yeah. kind of momentum roller for them. But then they've got New Orleans on the road, Green Bay at home, Jets, Philly on the road. Or Philly at home, excuse me. Giants on the road, Minnesota, Lions, Pats, Bills, Chicago, Rams, Philly, Washington. I had them squarely at eight and eight when I looked at it. Yep. Because I really what what I really didn't like is what I really didn't like is um, their offense didn't yep. really get a lot better. We didn't add too much. I mean, uh, Travis Frederick, their center, is going to be back this year if they lost him from that weird like Guillermo del Toro virus or something. I don't know what it is. Guillermo. I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> he was gone for the year. And uh, they got rid of Scott Lanahan, their offensive coordinator. Now, Kellen Moore, who I think like three seasons ago was the backup quarterback from Boise State on the Lions. Um, he's coming in and filling in as their new offensive coordinator. I'm just not, not really liking it. David Irving, their defensive tackle, retired. Uh, they lost a couple of guys. I'm just not loving it. Oh, they got Jason Winton back, but I don't, I yeah. just don't see it. I just don't see it. Yeah, you know what I mean? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if that those first kind of four weeks happened, and you know, the, they they drop a couple or they're they're under five hundred again, and the pressure's on, and Jerry's just freaking out, and it just crumbles the team. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Yeah, so I think last year Amari Cooper was definitely a shot of energy. Right around those conversations, we're getting super super loud about like Dak Prescott is he you know the future? Can he make it happen? So I think that was a good distraction. It did, you know, gave him another weapon, and maybe that's what he needed. And, you know, Ezekiel Elliott is definitely a beast. I mean, if, especially off the field, not going to too yeah. deep, but keep his shit together and not get suspended. Not be <laughs> right, a prick. Right. 
But, uh, be an asshole. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, again, I, I don't want to circle back to this NFC East thing, but it's really what kind of division it's going to be. Like, you know, if, if it's Philadelphia and Redskins punching up, and I, I, you're fair, you're right. I can't pull the Redskins into every fucking conversation because I want them to win. But, you know, if, if they right, get, right. get swept by an Eagles team or whatever, there, there are some tough games on here. You know, like you said, New Orleans, like Green Bay, yeah. New England, at Chicago. Los Angeles Rams. Those are all real fucking games that would be easy to lose. So nine does seem high to me, um, but I just I, I gotta I gotta stay away. Stay I, away. I gotta I gotta I gotta stay away. I, I gotta say, what if Witten comes back? He's a breath of fresh air. What if that Cooper Dak Prescott is more than just kind of fluke? What if that's like a serious you know top four top five connection in the NFL that we're watching this year? Yeah. I don't. Know. Is it nothing yeah. I mean, take off. Yeah, I mean, if if I mean, if Kellen Moore gets his head of a, out of his ass and decides to actually give Elliott the ball in crucial moments when they need him, yeah. Um, then yes, then they'll be a different team. But I mean, it's 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 hard to tell. I just I just look to the outside and like what, who again? Who's their receiving threat? Who is their who is their big play receiver? And and I don't I don't aside from Amari Cooper, I don't see it coming from anywhere else. And they they, they brought in Randall Cobb. Yeah, and is Randall Cobb going to be healthy? It is, uh, but, know, but I, think, I think I think sometimes one weapon can be enough, especially for a quarterback that can scramble out and kind of throw on the run. So it would it would be interesting, you know, they could establish like a little rapport if they really were. I mean, yeah, I can see, I can say because that's that's what's in this league, right? It's you know some of these teams that are absolutely hopeless is just like where could they fucking generate points? At least I can see an offense where it would make sense and I'm not making these regular player superheroes where I, I could see these three guys getting it together and scoring points. Yeah, I mean, it all begins and ends with, with Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, if they yeah. they can get him rolling, he's he's a difference maker right now. I mean, he is a, he is a playmaker and they got to get him the ball a bunch. It's they just have to, it's kind of like we talked about with, with, what we'll talk about with the Giants next is with Saquon Barkley. I mean, he starts the offense, and for Dallas, Dallas is in that similar scenario. He starts the offense for them. If they don't get him going, then they don't have a lot, and I think Amari Cooper will come back down to earth. I think he's a very good player, but I think he'll come back down to earth, um, and, and, and then that'll put pressure on your boy Ezekiel. All right. Man, he's got to quit, right. quit eating that fucking breakfast cereal or whatever. God, it drives me yeah. crazy. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> exactly. So if we're keeping score at home, uh, we've got to stay away from Brandana on Dallas. I have that under, but I'm not confident in Brandana likes the under on Philly. He said, mark that in permanent marker. Uh, I had a stay away from me on Philly. The Redskins, I had the under, and you had... You had the under two. You had them at six and ten, right? But but you weren't confident in that, right? Yeah, no. But I had Redsk- hammer that. The Redskins, I, the Redskins, I took I took over, but I'm not putting money on just because oh, I'm excited. Well, no, you're right. You, like, you I, took I circled, the over. Right. I circled six. I didn't. Yeah, but I'm not yeah. taking it. I but I, I locked in. I locked in for me the under. Oh, you locked which in. Okay. Us, yeah, I locked in and I locked it. That's nice. my that's my best bet of the bet. Ooh. So let's go with our our Giants. Where do you think they're at, B? Okay, Giants really had me tapping my brain on how fucking low I've seen a future. Like I. I counted up these wins, and I got to one and a half. And I was don't. That's not my answer. Don't don't like. And I was just like, all right. There's no fucking way someone like Vases can come out with the future of just like. I bet they don't win too. So I wanted to see how low I could go and still feel comfortable that it would be the line. And I went four and a half. Four and a half. You're yeah. you're you're pretty low. It's six. The the Ooh, line is six. That's insane. So take that permanent I, marker. I want you to take out the permanent marker ink you used on Philadelphia. Like just extract it from the paper, put it back in this marker, because I want all the ink you can get on one sheet of paper to hit this giant thunder. I I like your pessimism. Uh, I like it. I, I think you're I think you might be caught up in the momentum of everything because no. I don't when I look at their schedule, I don't totally hate their schedule. And obviously, that's what we're, we're kind of forecasting this off. They won five games last year. Yeah, I don't, year. I don't hate the schedule. I hate the team playing it. Sure, sure. So so they, they added – they lost Landon Collins and Beckham Jr., Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. They, they got Drabil Peppers. They got Golden Tate. Which one? I, I I watched Golden Tate for many years in Detroit. I, I don't think he's a difference maker. In fact, I think he's a bit of redundancy with Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard in there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But they also got Marcus Golden, a pass rusher, on a pretty cheap deal, and Antoine Bethea as a free safety in there. Yeah. So they're not, I mean, in an offensive line, they've added some pieces, and and defensively, they added a couple def- defensive backs in the draft, and DeAndre Baker out of Georgia, uh, even though he didn't have great 40 times, he was a top flight uh, defensive back, and then Julian Love, who I think was a very safe pick, uh, they got him on a discount in the fourth round. They added Dexter Lawrence, a big defensive tackle from Clemson. Uh, and then obviously, you know, the uh, <laughs> the Cooper Manning of uh, the Manning brothers. They they added, uh, you know, my man out of Duke there, Daniel Jones. Yeah, man, but, I was, yeah, I was really good. Do your butt. Let's hear it. But look at all this. Look at this is the first four games. I, 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 momentum is huge for me. Look yep. at their first four games. They're on the road against Dallas, so that's an, a loss. Sure. They're home against Buffalo. Are we guaranteeing that that's not going to be that that's going to be a loss? I mean, because I could look at that and see that a win. I'm not then you go on I, the. I give a I give a half win around that area. Yeah. Then you got you go to Tampa Bay. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be great this year. I, I want to put people out there. I want to put a notice now. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a W on the road. I think the I think the Washington thing. It's it's. You're you're playing with a subpar rookie quarterback, and we saw what it did to their offense last year. Yeah. I think Dwayne Haskin is going to have some rookie rookie lumps to learn. You take the L at Minnesota, you take the L at the Pats, then you're at Arizona. So there is potentially you could have four wins in the first six weeks of the game. That I mean, it's when you say it like globally or, or from a, the macro view, you're like, that's insane. But when we really look at the men- momentum of it, you're like, that's not totally out of, out of play. Right. And I think, does that mean that they could squeeze out another two wins? Possibly. Um, I, I have them at 5-11 and 11 when I look at it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got to 6-10, and 10, and I wouldn't certainly be shocked if they sque- squeeze out 7-9. and Because okay. I, I also think this division is too shaky at the top, too. I don't know what Dallas and Philly are going to do, so therefore I can't just automatically lock in those wins. Yeah, I could I see. That's, yeah, I, that's my, that was my conversation about this entire thing. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it, but yeah, you, I mean, they play Philly in the last two weeks of the season. If the wheels come off in Philly and Wentz is out again, and they've got Nate Sutfield as quarterback, uh, they play him in week what fifteen and seventeen. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, those could be two wins right there, and you could be looking at seven wins if they scratch okay. over the all next right, eleven. Right. The I know, are, I know, the I know. Wheels are coming off in your brain, sir. <laughs> all right, so I want you to mark this up right here. Week four, Giants versus Washington Redskins. We are betting something on that. This is your darling, which is I don't know why you take this Giants team. That I mean, like Barkley is going to be fun to watch, but it's going to be you know how soon do they? Bench Manning. I, I'm telling shit. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that they, you know, they went for the guy that thought they, they think they knew who their guy is. Whatever. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to talk shit on their draft or what they want to do with their team. But I think everyone can agree that this team is moving in a different direction. And so it is definitely just move in a different direction. You have to be the direction we're going ain't working, and we're starting from fucking square one and square zero. So I have, you know, Dallas, Buffalo, Tampa. We don't have to run back through them. Like six is a very so definitely lock this in on my strongest thing. I want the Giants under. I want the Eagles under for sure. And I want to bet you something on this Redskins Giants game. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. We'll bet a we'll bet a, uh, a yeah, mad say, dollar or mad yeah. T-shirt or something. Send us send us in what we should wager at. It may be sportspodcast at gmail Brother, we are up against it. Uh, that is two of eight guys. We'll be hitting a few divisions soon because we're going to get all eight under our belt before the. Oh, it's so close. You can almost feel it. So great being mm-hmm. adult and summer flies by. The NFL season kicks off. Uh, all right, closing this mother out. My MVP of the week. I got Scott Barry. Um, can you make it official, bro? You see a scoreboard around you? Yeah, 4 uh, 1. It is official. It's the Blues official. have beaten. Scott Barry made a $400 bet in January at 250 to 1 odds that the St. Louis Blues would win the Stanley Cup. 251 odds. That, for you playing at home, the math is that wins him $100,000. Had plenty of opportunities even heading into this, into the playoffs, into the Stanley Cup, the final matchup to at least hedge it in, guarantee himself 40K. He turned that down. He said, I made this bet. I'm sticking by it. Not like your boy Brandana. I'm just kidding. I hedge. 
Anyway, he stuck with it, and he got paid off $100,000. Oh, there's an extra special party going in St. Louis nice. right now. Look at that. So my, uh, I'm going to go with the city of St. Louis. I'm going to go because uh, your boy, Mos Awesome, turned 40. We went down to St. Louis. We had uh, email over the year, Brandan, or Bing, your Brandana. Yeah. Uh, Binger was out there, the whole family, the whole brood. We went to St. Louis. We had a great time. So they're my MVP. We were there. And I don't want to say, like, hey, you know, the tell map thick works in mysterious ways. I don't want to <laughs> sure. say this. Yeah. But it, it's my first time ever being in St. Louis for a trip mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> before they started the Stanley Cup playoffs or the Stanley Cup. And St. Louis never won it before. Even all the, the Brett Holes, the Curtis Josephs, all those guys never won it. And uh, your boy touches ground for about a uh, 72-hour stretch. They're coming away with, with uh, the Stanley Cup. Oh, hockey fans, most awesome turning your little rabbit's foot. You're going to be pulling them all across the United States trying to chase down that Stanley <laughs> Cup. Guys, this has been the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast. If you have any thoughts, shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast.com. Let a friend know leaves five stars. Always love you listening. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. I want you folks to take the over on the New York Foot Map Podcast. Runway, style, fame, she likes gossip.